And good morning. This, um, this morning we finish our series on Philippians, um, Gospel Promises That Social Distance Can't Steal, by focusing on chapter 4, verses 10 to 20. Um, so if you have your Bibles, would you flip there with me? Um, Philippians, chapter 4. I'll, you know, by way of reminder, um, just review some things that we've been talking about. Paul, in these four chapters, has done so much as far as reframing, right? Um, Devlin talked about how uh, Paul gives us a new sense of what we should value. Um, our own Paul Lee, a couple weeks ago, um, talked about this piece, reframing the sense of this new piece that we have in Jesus. And all along the way, we've been talking about a new path, um, a new citizenship. And today, we're talking about a new outlook. And Paul closes his book by talking about how um, what Jesus and following Jesus does to giving us a new outlook on life, especially the highs and lows of what we may experience on a day-to-day basis. And so the way that we're going to be talking about is through um, three key words, um, circumstances, secret, and sharing. Circumstances, the nature of circumstances. Um, The great secret that Paul talks about um, and sharing, a very practical outworking of of how we go about um, sharing and carrying each other's burdens. So um, I'm going to read verses 10 to 12 to start, okay? I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I was speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. Stop there. Just remember that when Paul is writing this, he's writing this while in prison. Right? The, the context of his writing um, is in the basis of, of feeling very, very confined. I mean, it's the reason why we even did this series. It's the sense that um, Paul is talking about how to live in a, in a time of feeling very, very confined and limited. Not unlike what we're experiencing. Um, and he talks about how in the course of his life, he's faced various circumstances. He knows how to, to be brought low. He knows how to abound. Um, and he's writing to people he cares about and he's thanking them um, for their support of him. Um, and this next part of this verse, he says, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. So again, he's talking about these different circumstances that he's faced through his life. Plenty, need, abundance, want. Um, and he's saying, I've learned the secret. And so what, what I want us to see that everything before um, this sort of setup gives the basis for how you how you are able to press into the secret, right? Um, Here he talks about what what is assumed is that you understand that the circumstances, that circumstances are fickle, right? The nature of circumstances is that um, you you just have no real control over them. And I think we get this right now. There's there's a great limit to what you can actually control. And so much of of what we do and how faithful we are is learning how to be faithful amid circumstances that are so far beyond our capacity to control. 
But Paul says it's in the thick of those circumstances that I've learned the secret. So before we can talk about the secret, we have to talk about the basis, right? The basis of the secret. And this is the key idea we want you to understand, right? Um, your present circumstances are the God-ordained conditions of your discipleship. Your present circumstances are the God-ordained conditions of your discipleship. Um, we, especially in this season, the joke is 2020, how awful, how awful. And they've, they've been pretty bad, but um, where we could go with that is just get me to 21. Just get me to the season after this one. Just get me to the point where there's a vaccine and we don't have to deal with these present obstacles and this present adversity. But what Paul is saying here is that you have to understand that the current conditions that you're experiencing, the complexity, the frustration, the limitations, this is the basis of your discipleship. And you have to see that, that, that you've been walked here, that you've been brought here, so that you can grow in your faith. So what, what's the ultimate goal? And we find that um, in, in another epistle, in another letter that Paul writes, that he talks about that what, what is... Um, what the Lord wants for us as followers of Jesus is to walk in step with the Spirit. Because when we, when we walk in step with the Spirit, these are the fruits. He says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He says this is the aim, right? That something about the way that we walk in the midst of these fickle conditions still allows and produces this kind of fruit. Um, but again, we're just so prone to wish for different conditions. We blame the fact that these things aren't cultivated in us on the fact that we exist in harsh and difficult conditions. And, and uh, what, what we need to see is that whenever we tell ourselves that I would just be better at following Jesus if this you know, thing that I can't control, it's beyond my scope of ability to control, would change, I would be a more faithful follower. We keep on telling ourselves this, but we have to see that, that this thing that you cannot control, that's beyond your capacity, that's causing turbulence and turmoil in your family and in your relationships with others, this is the occasion and the God-ordained conditions for your growth. And you need to accept that. That's step number one. It's the basis. Before you can even get to the secret, you have to be able to take inventory of your life and ask yourself, what are the areas of my life that I've been ignoring and trying to get past and trying to speed through and say, what is it that the Lord has to teach me here? We have to understand and accept that these conditions are the God-ordained conditions for your growth. The God-ordained conditions for you to produce these fruits of the Spirit. What did, what did these conditions look like for Paul? We read in 2 Corinthians this. He says, um, this is what we have faced. We've faced afflictions and hardships and calamities and beatings and imprisonments and riots and labors, sleepless nights and hunger. So hear me say that I'm not saying that these present conditions are not awful and difficult. I'm, I, I absolutely affirm that they are. These once-in-a-generation-like turbulence and turmoil and economic uncertainty and loss of, of income, um, th these are terrible and painful things. I'm not asking you to pretend like life's a beach vacation at the moment for you. Um, 
What we are saying, though, even, is that even in the thick of that, in the way that it was for Paul, um, that all of the conditions of difficulty and turbulence can be used by God for his renewal and his restoration in your life to produce fruit in your life and in the community around you. Um, and step number one, this setup in order to be able to partake in the secret is to be able to accept that these conditions are the, are the conditions for growth. Um, why are they the conditions for growth? Because your present conditions have revelatory power. They reveal sin in your life. What Paul does in the book of Galatians is he contrasts the, the fruit of the spirit with, with fruit of sinful flesh. And he says this is what you'll find um, when, when sin is present. He says you'll find um, sexual immorality, you'll find impurity, you'll, you'll find idolatry, you'll find hostility and quarreling and jealousy, anger and selfish ambition and division, dissension. This is what you'll find. Um, and, and these are merely the outworkings of what is the essence of sin. And the essence of sin are, um, is a posture of defiance and apathy towards God. So Paul outlines all of these symptoms, but you have to understand that, that the underlying essence is defiance or apathy towards God that has horizontal implications for the way that you treat other people. And I ask the question, what has this pandemic brought about in the life of your home? Um, the, the capacity of sin and its symptoms is that, you know, the way that sin works, as explained by, um, by theologians, is this idea of that sin concatenates, um, which is a really strong scrabble word uh, way of describing that sin moves together in unison as a system, right? If you aim and experience and give in to anger, then you also get jealousy, right? If you aim for selfish ambition, then you get envy. If you don't believe me about that one, um, check out the Netflix um, Jordan documentary, right? The Last Dance. And you just listen to the way that someone with great selfish ambition begins to lash out at others, there's a manner by which sin concatenates and spreads and takes on multiple forms. And if you don't get at the underlying root, which is a defiance and an apathy for God and an inability to invite God into the different corners of your life where you, you might be apathetic towards him, um, then you'll be unable to deal with the, the reality and the power of sin in your life. Um, I'm going I'm to press on this a little further. So applying this to our present moment. And some of us need to hear that right now, your God-ordained conditions and the context of your discipleship and your faithfulness to God is, is mostly in the presence of your home. You have not gone on a subway or into the office in months. Um, your interaction with the frustrating people, you know, in the desk right over to you in the office has been minimal hopefully, <clears throat> since this whole thing started. But what has increased is the reality of, of being in your home with, with people um, in your family. 
And often we could look at the people in our family and think they're just incidental to our faith. Um, but what we want to say is that your family, your spouse and kids, and maybe in-laws for some of you who are um, hunkering down in beautiful places around the country, is that your, your family provides the rhythm and association, the tasks, the absolute conditions for cultivating either the fruits of the Spirit in your life or fruits of the flesh. You have to see that God is using them to mold you and shape you in this present moment. Now, for others of us, the place of discipleship is the fact that there is no one in your house, right? The pandemic has only made more evident that there's a loneliness in your life that's become even more acute. And the temptations to sin and the capacity of, of loneliness to really trigger those sinful desires in you is something that you need to invite the presence of God into. Um, the key point is this. Your current situation provides the, the God-ordained conditions of your discipleship to Jesus. Um, does your, would your spouse and your kids say that you're evidencing this, these fruits of the Spirit, this gentleness and this kindness, this goodness, um, you can't get to the secret without understanding the setup. Because the secret is, becomes quite plain following this, this sense of understanding your, your conditions and accepting your conditions is verse 13 where Paul writes, I can do all things in every circumstance. I can do all of it through him who strengthens me. That's his principle. That's his secret. And what does this mean? What does this mean? On ground level, this means that Paul has learned how to depend on God in every occasion. Um, he has invited the presence of God into every fickle condition in his life. Um, the antithesis of this secret is... Um, is saying, you know what, not through Christ's strength, but through my strength. I will manage through my own ability and capacity. And that's our default. Um, but what he's, what he's saying is, I, I have learned what it means to live in the presence of God in every corner of my life. And that is the reason I can proceed further in the mission that God has called me to. Have you learned this for yourself? And how does this happen? Um, if sin is fundamentally living in defiance or apathy towards God, what Paul is saying is you have to repent of your sin. You have to repent for the ways that, um, that you have neglected areas of your life and not invited God's presence to speak into those areas of your life. And, and look for the ways that, that sin has been revealed in you, whether it's outbursts of anger or if it's, if it's envy or jealousy, look for those places and come to realize that those are the places where you're currently not, you have not invited God's presence to be able to have full control in those areas. But not only that, um, we invite God's presence. We repent and invite, but not only this, this is this, this horizontal component. Um, we share. He says in verse 14, yet it was kind of you, writing to people he cares about, 
to share my trouble. Um, the occasion for this book and writing to the Philippians is, is abiding friendship between Paul and the church of Philippi. Um, this book became real for me in a difficult summer of ministry when my dad sent me to be able to be an interim pastor um, in Spain, and I realized there that it, I was way beyond my emotional, intellectual depth. Um, and right before going out there, um, not realizing the, ch- the challenge it would be, um, why, when the church was sending me off to do this, um, a few a, a women's Bible study pulled me into my dad's office, and they said, we are committing to pray for you when you're out there. We're so grateful for the opportunity to pray for you, and, and we're going to be praying for you. And um, they were communicating with me as I was telling them how hard those first couple weeks were. I mean, was only, I, mean I, I didn't last as long as I should have. I was telling them how hard those weeks were, and they said, we're committed to praying for you. We're just glad for the opportunity to pray for you. This book comes alive for me now when I think about um, the, the present-day moments when I'm, I'm quick to, to realize that I'm, again, way out of my intellectual and emotional depth, and I bring it over to my wife, and she shares the trouble with me. And she gives me the wisdom that I lack in many situations as we, as we converse and talk about it together, and I share with her what I feel like the Lord is leading in my heart, and, and she explains angles and dimensions that I previously could not have seen. I think about this um, when I think about sharing trouble with Craig and so many issues in, in our church life and ministry that um, I'm realizing are, again, way beyond my ability and emotional capacity, and he's quick to jump in and say, hey, I got your back in this. Um, and this is where I close. Look, I know that we're a young church and growing together in a pandemic is difficult to the point of being able to share trouble with each other, but um, here's a picture of what it looks like, and this is where Paul ends, about how, how this mission of God extends further, how our growth happens, our individual and our sort of communal growth towards into the people God has called us to be. It happens in repenting, seeing our own sin as greater um, and more flagrant than the sin of others, but then inviting the presence of a holy God to, to enter into those spaces, transform us in those spaces. And then lastly, by sharing with each other and learning what it means to run to each other and say, hey, this is far beyond what I can muster on my own. Will you share this trouble with me? I need your help in this. And this is the picture of the life of mission that Paul describes. Repenting, inviting, and sharing so that ultimately we can say that in any circumstance, through the fickle conditions that we experience, I have seen that Jesus is the one who has strengthened us and built us into the people he's called us to be. Let's pray. Father, would you... um, would your, would your spirit be strong in our midst, revealing the places of sin? Lord, and would you bring us together in ways that only you can, united with, with gentleness and grace for each other. In the name of Jesus, we pray.